I'd like to welcome you to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational prayer ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide broadcast studio right here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. We now broadcast over 31 different countries and providences around the world. So wherever you're listening to the sound of my voice, I'd like to welcome you in the name of our Lord and Jesus Christ to this broadcast. Before we get started, I'd like to have you join me, which is bowing your heads and, and praying. Uh, I got a call from Brother Al Martinez. Uh, he was in the back of an ambulance actually calling me and uh, headed up to Flagstaff Hospital. And he, last night he called, he was in the ER. Uh, and so uh, his knees is given out, his back, he uh, hurt his back, his ribs, his hips uh, when he fell. So I'd like to uh, start this broadcast today uh, just lifting Brother Al and anyone else out there that is in need of healing uh, and, and prayer for their health uh, today. If you know somebody, just kind of in, interject their name in where we get there. So if you would just bow your head and join me in prayer, an intercessory prayer for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you asking you to heal our friends and family that are in need of healing. It is written, Lord God, that the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if they have committed sins, they will be forgiven. Right now, I pray that they will let go of all unforgiveness, resentment, anger, bad feelings towards anyone. And I know that they have repented and asked for forgiveness. Lord, all of our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that we to be in good health. We seek truth that will make us free, both spiritual and natural. I pray that each and every one that we pray for would have good eating habits, that they would take their medication if necessary, and that they would get appropriate rest and exercise. Good diet. You brought us, you purchased us at a great price, your life, Lord Jesus. For it is written in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of life is through the Lord Jesus Christ. We desire, Lord, to glorify you in our spirit and in our bodies, for they both belong to you. So today we thank you, Father, for sending your word that it might heal us and deliver those that we pray for from all their destructions. Jesus, you are the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us. You bore our pain. You bore our grief. You carried our sorrows, our sicknesses. And by your stripes, we are healed. You were pierced for our transgressions, and you crushed our, our iniquities and chastised 
for our well-being, and it fell upon you. Right now, we, we pray that those that we lift up right now, for Al, for all those on our prayer list, that we pray for each day. And if you have someone you want to pray for, put in their name right now. Father, we give our attention to your word and incline our ears to your sayings. We will not let them depart from your, your sight, but we will keep them in the midst of our heart, for they are life and health to our whole body, our spirit, our soul. Since the spirit of, of them who raised Jesus from the dead dwells within us, we who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to our mortal body through his spirit who dwells within each of our friends and family that we pray for. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for each that we pray for today will prosper, and each that we pray for today will be in great health even as their soul prospers. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, and each will say, Amen and Amen. Before I get started today, I'm going to give you our memory verse first. Usually I give it to you later, but I thought I'd give it to you first. It's going to be in the very last part of Matthew, Matthew verse uh, chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28, because I think it's important to all of us, because it's God speaking directly to us. Again, that's God speaking dire directly to us in Matthew 28, um, verse 19, Matthew 28, verse 19, and it's God speaking to each one of us as Christians. As born again believers, uh, because in Acts, the book of Acts, he tells us that we are to be witnesses for him. So in in the book of Acts, you know we're we're to be witnesses of him. Let me see if I can go to there really quick. Um, so in, in in the book of Acts. Um, chapter 1 verse 8 it says but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria now listen and unto the uttermost part of the earth now wherever you're listening to the sound of this broadcast that that, that goes to you but ye shall receive power. Glory to God. And after that, the Holy Ghost will come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now that's us. That's wherever you might be. And then our memory verse for today is in Matthew 28. Verse 19, Matthew 28, verse 19, and it says, 
Go ye therefore. Now you're you're part of that ye. We're part of that ye. That's all of us. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now that's your memory verse for today, for this week. Go ye, that's all of us, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So that's your memory verse for this week, Matthew 28, verse 19. So kind of keep that in mind. Now we're going to be turning to, to Luke chapter 15, or excuse me, Luke chapter 3, verse 15. Luke chapter 3, if you will turn there, I want you to be able to get that Bible out and turn there. We're not done yet. We're just getting ready to Matthew, Mark. Luke chapter 3 verse 15 just mark it all right you got your Bibles you got them in your hand you got your finger on that spot and then I want you to reach your re, grab your Bible and raise it above your head raise it to heaven I want you to be able to show the Lord God that you have your Bible. And then I want you to repeat after me. This is my Bible. Repeat after me. This is my Bible. It is the infallible word of God. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I'll boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. Hallelujah. All right. You got Luke. Amen and amen. You got Luke chapter 3, and we're going to go to verse 15. And as the people were in expectation, say that word with me, expectation. And all men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not. Now I want to I want to sit on that that word expectation expectation and we're talking about what's going on in Israel what's going on with the war what's going on with the world around us but I want to zero in on two things today our faith And that word, expectation. Somebody said to me, Pastor, oh my God, you know, is this the end? Is is this the, I mean, is this, we're looking for signs and signs are everywhere. Is this the end? What do we do? And I said, listen to me. Do you see, do you see God's fingernails falling from heaven? God knows what's going on. And if God is not wringing his hands, in, in in worry, then I don't think as Christians we need to worry. If you know Jesus, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are saved, you don't need to worry. 
you don't need to be anxious. Somebody needs to, to say amen there. The key to this is actually in verse 16. It's in verse 16. Now we read 15, and they said that the men were there in and they were anxious. I mean, so if you still got your Bible and you still got it marked. And John answered, saying unto them, Oh, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh and latches whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And with fire. So, the Holy Ghost and fire is found, really, verse 15, now the people were in expectation. And I want to talk to you this morning about that word expectation. The location of this verse is is very significant because there had been 400 years of silence. God did not speak between the book of Malachi and Luke. This silence, God refused to speak. There was no prophets, no prophecies, no words from the Lord. And we move ahead 400 years, and we pick up the story in the book of Luke, Luke excuse me, where now the Bible gives us a clue to how the atmosphere that the, the Holy Spirit was looking for. And it was about to be poured out. And it says, and the people were in expectation. One translation in the New International Version, I believe, the English translation said that the people were on tiptoes in expectation. Well, I see the growth of the of Gospel of Faith Church, and, and, and I really believe that it's time, church, that we get back into that tiptoe time again. We need to understand that it's it's that expectation time that if God is going to do something again, he's looking for people who have that anticipation, that expectation, that miracles are about to happen. That look at what's going on around the world and they don't wring their hands and, and sweat and, and chew all their fingernails down to the quick that they look at it that God is about to move in this world and that they have an anticipation, an expectation of what's to come. So. For those on the broadcast and for those at the church, understand that I believe it is time for us to get up on our tiptoes, or in other words, 
It is time for us to be in that exciting time, that anticipation of an expectation of miracles at Gospel of Faith Church. And here on this broadcast, if you truly are listening to the broadcast and you have pain or you have a sickness, you need to, to gather around the, the, the whatever you're listening to to this broadcast and understand you should come with an expectation of healing. Hallelujah. God is looking for a church uh, who has an anticipation, uh, a realization, uh, who is not afraid to, to bend their knees and pray for revival. Listen, church, the fields are ripe for harvest. If you're a gospel of faith church, listen to this, open the windows of the church uh, and let this let this broadcast go out uh, uh, around the area because the harvest is ripe. It is white and it's ready for an expectation of miracles. When God is ready to do something, he looks for a people who have that heart filled with those expectations and we need to restoke the fire for God and expect God to do the impossible again at Gospel of Faith Church. Once again, I ask you to give God praise and glory. Lift your hands to heaven and give a shout of hallelujah, a shout of glory to God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, with a great anticipation, with a great expectation, we rise, we rise to our feet and we say, God, what wilt thou have us do? What wilt thou have us do, Lord God? Saul, on the road to Damascus, was struck blind. And he knelt to his feet or to his knees and he knew when Jesus approached because he said, what wilt thou have me do, Lord? Praise in expectation. Pray in expectation. We sow in expectation. We expect miracles in expectation. We expect the pouring of the Holy Spirit out upon our areas for Williams, for Chino, for Paulden, for KW, for Seligman, for Ashfork, for Juniper Woods, because the atmosphere, listen to me, church, the atmosphere around the world, listen to me, those of you that are in those 31 countries and providences that listen to this broadcast, the atmosphere that is now uh, ready for fire and baptism of the Holy Ghost is now being poured out uh, when the people that are in expectation and in anticipation of God's anointing, it's coming. It's ready to be poured out around the world. Hallelujah. 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 Give him praise and glory. Colossians says in 2 and 14, said he, <laughs> hallelujah. That he will blot out the ordinance against thee. Got it? Got it? 
He blotted it out. He sent it to the cross and nailed it to the cross. I want you to understand here. There is nothing. Listen to me. There is nothing that is stopping your miracle. Nothing is stopping your miracle except you. You say, well, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. There is nothing. Whatever, whatever was, was blocking the miracle was blotted out when Jesus went to the cross and was nailed to that cross. That blood flowed. The only thing that is stopping the miracle from happening in your life is you. He has removed everything and nailed it to the cross. And you need to be on your tiptoes with expectation this day. Because in him is your miracle. God is delivering that miracle to you this day. Give God praise and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now believe it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody lift your hands to heaven and just, just hold your hand up there and let the Holy Spirit just come from the fingertips all the way down to your tips of your toes. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Heaven's there. Heaven's there. God has your miracle. Just believe it. Believe it. Believe it and receive it in Jesus' name. God wants to empower you, to empower you this day. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise Jesus. He wants to empower you to receive in that moment that you believe. In that moment that you believe. To be what he created you to be. Expect pain. Listen to me. Expect pain to leave your body. Praise God. Expect a miracle in your soul today. That blackness that you've held in your heart is leaving right now in Jesus' name. Expect God's blessing on your family today. You've been praying and praying and praying. Expect that miracle today. And expect to be delivered from addictions right now. Right now in Jesus' name. You need to be on your tiptoes today as, as God pours out, as he pours out his Holy Spirit on this service right now this morning. But you've got to believe it if you're going to receive it. You've got to believe if you're going to receive. Psalms 119 verse 126 says, it's time for you to act. Say it with me. It's time for you to act. For they have made void your law. For they have disregarded your laws. In other words, this is not the time to digress, to de be depressed. This is the time to get up, to get up, stand up in expectation. He said, when you see people 
malign the word of God. Many of you here listening today on this broadcast, many of you in the church are facing giants in your life. And you've defeated the the lion and you've defeated the bear. And he's going to bring you through. He's going to bring you through the trials and tribulations of your life. And by your expectations, hang in there. Hang in there. He'll free you from that. He'll free you from that pain. We need to get up. Lord, we need to get up on our feet. We need to stand together with an expectation of holiness. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 8, verse 17, it says, We are children of God, and we are heirs. And now because of Christ, we are joint heirs, which means we have a double claim. We have a double claim to everything through Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? Joint heirs through Jesus. We have a double claim to everything in heaven as heirs of Jesus. Glory to God. Not just heirs, but we're joint heirs to everything in this book that I'm holding in my hand right now. It's the power of expectations as seen in the book of Acts, chapter 3. When the Bible says there, the Bible says there was a lame man who was brought to the temple and he was laying there daily, waiting. And there is a remarkable scripture that says, because I've heard a lot of people preach the miracle was dependent on Peter and James saying silver and gold I have none but such as I have I give unto you in the name of Jesus I know the power the name of Jesus but I want you to notice that that alone didn't activate itself notice that the miracle of the lame man was dependent upon Acts chapter 3 and verse 5. When the man looked on them, when the man looked on them, expecting, say it with me, expecting to receive, expecting to receive something from them. Now, when I come to Gospel of Faith Church to preach, you're looking up here at me at the pulpit. But but I wonder, are you looking up here really expecting to receive anything from me? When you walk in the church, are you really expecting to receive or having an anticipation of expecting to receive the word of God? If you are, then you probably truly will receive something from God. This man said, I don't hope, I don't think, I don't believe, I expect to receive something from that man of God. You see, there's something that the enemy is tormented by. You see, you make Satan take a whole roll of rollades 
there's one thing that will upset him more than anything else. First John chapter three, verse two. First John chapter three, verse two says, it doeth not yet appear. It doth not yet appear. The devil is not concerned with what used to be. The devil is not concerned with what you are right now. But he's terrorized by what you can be. It does not yet appear what you can be. I mean, it does not yet hit it, hit me this week. But apparently, the devil doesn't care about my past and doesn't really care about my present. But the way he's been really upset, he must be really concerned about my future and the future of this church. There must be something here at Gospel of Faith Church and on this broadcast that has shaken up hell. The, the, the devil, the principalities, and the demons because of this expectation. Because we really believe that our greatest miracles for this church are ahead of us. And that he cannot abide with. <laughs> that he cannot handle. See, I believe, and you should too. I look at the devil and I say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in you. Devil. Say it with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in you, devil. Or greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm telling you, church, expecting miracles in this church. I'm expecting miracles on this broadcast. I'm expecting healings. I have an expectation of healings around the world that listen to this broadcast. I expect deliverance in this church and around the world that listen to this broadcast. I have an expectation of miracles. So let me tell you, God is not, God is not standing around chewing on his fingernails. Your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard, your mouth has not spoken. You are not all done with God. And you're not all done what God hath for you to do. We need to be like that lone or that lame man. When we come to church, we need to, to uh, come expecting God to do miracles. Are you listening? Glory to God. I want to come to church expecting a miracle. We've decided that God should be boxed up. That's why I left this church. Because the board of elders said, well, you can only do communion once a month. You can only do uh, altar call once a month. You can only 
um, the, you know, you can you can only do this. You know, the Holy Spirit shouldn't you know be left to run loose. Really, they used to say, "Well, Pastor, you're you, <laughs> you know, you need to be more resigned." This new re religiosity, I call it, Pastor, you shout too much. You're too loud. You're too passionate. You're too excitable. You scare people away. Really. Let me tell you about me. I believe in realistic expectations. And when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you let God be God. You let the Holy Ghost take over you, your soul. And if getting loud, shouting from the top of the roof of the church or the highest mountaintop brings people to God, so be it. Praise be to God. Put your hands together and praise Jesus today. Hallelujah. Churches have become too educated, too sophisticated, too theological. We put God in a box and we only let him out once a month or so. We box God up out of the church. Box the Holy Ghost out of the church. Box miracles out of the church. Box the supernatural out of the church. But I'm telling you today, I'm here to release the supernatural powers of God back to Gospel of Faith Church into the body of Christ. So when you walk into this church, uh, you can walk in uh, here on tiptoes with an expectation uh, that you're going to receive a miracle of God's hope and grace here at this church and on this broadcast. I pray that when cars pass this church on uh, on Bullock Road, they'll receive a miracle, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit. I'm so glad that we're all here together on the broadcast in church expecting a miracle this morning, hallelujah. I'm telling you, someone here is receiving a miracle right now, right now. A miracle of healing. Somebody's receiving and feeling the fire inside their body. God says he's healing someone, body, mind, and spirit, and soul. And I speak by the authority of God's word. That Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is coming. And that you're going to receive him today. When they sat that lame man down outside that gate and he saw that Peter and James, he looked upon them. It was really expecting at something he got every day that he, he went to the temple. Kind of like many of you come to church each Sunday expecting the same thing week in, week out. Oh, home. Another lecture on God. But I want for you is that you come on tiptoes. That you, you're like that lame man expecting something from each of us. Pastor Lynn, myself, Pastor Robert. Come with a realistic expectation of finding God's miracles as you walk through God's word. 
And when you come in and, and I want you to be excited that you're here. And I want you to wonder, is this the Sunday when the Bible says that the young people will prophesize? In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit. The layman came this day expecting. And because on this particular day, he came expecting, God gave him his miracle. Is God going to give you your miracle? If we choose to come to church with an anticipation, an expectation, then we'll see miracles here at Juniper Woods, here at Gospel of Faith Church, and here on this broadcast. The Bible in Mark chapter 10, there was a blind man named Barnabas who had a beggar's garment. We read over that he don't think anything of that about it, but the government issued them a certain color. Any citizen who saw a beggar with this garment knew this was a legitimate beggar with an illness and you could give to him knowing he was a legitimate beggar. He really was blind or diseased. And the Bible says he did something extraordinary. When he heard Jesus coming, he took his garment off and he cast it away. What he was saying was, I know I'm blind. I know I'm not healed yet. I know I can't see yet. If Jesus is anywhere in my vicinity, I know I'm going to be healed. I know I'm going to be healed today. So he walked around and immediately, being the, of his expectation, he receives his healing. Because of the power of his expectation, the people were in expectation in Luke chapter 3, verse 15. Jesus said, or John said, I indeed baptize you in water, but the one coming after me will baptize you. Listen, listen to this, folks. He said, I will baptize you. He, he that comes after me will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus is God the Father's gift to your eternal life. But the Holy Spirit is Jesus' gift to you to empower you in this life. And he's speaking of Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. What does that mean? He wants to be inside of you. Kind of a an invasion is an is a military term of warfare when one's army invades another their territory, another army kind of comes inside. When the Holy Spirit comes in to you, it's an invasion internally. It comes in and fills every inch of you. The Holy Ghost wants to infill you every inch of you, every part of your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul. He wants to infill you entire life with its presence. Secondly, not only will it invade you, but he will envelop you. The word envelope is, is 
forward in, in uh, Ephesians 1 and 13, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Just like you put a letter inside of an envelope, it's, it's sealed inside the envelope. Dirt can't get to it. That means uncleanliness can't get to it. So the Holy Spirit envelops you. Then he delivers you. Not only does the Holy Spirit envelop you, it seals you. Then he develops you from your addictions and the darkness of sin. It seals you, brings you into the victory and the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And number three, the Holy Spirit will instruct you. But the Holy Spirit will guide you and direct you and teach you. In Job 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said to you, you know, when I first begun to to preach, I grabbed my Bible. R.W. Shambach told me, "Don't go to, don't go to the cemetery." He was talking about seminary. He talked about the revival. Always preach, always preach like you're in a revival. This is the point. We need to be in this church. When we come into his church, enter God's holy sanctuary with a new anticipation, a new expectation of a supernatural miracle every Sunday. And by the authority of his name, reach out and claim every day as a new blessing. And know that you're going to leave that day, Gospel of Faith Church, with a new attitude. A new attitude that people can see. That people can see and believe. You can receive that baptism that fire of the Holy Ghost. You can speak in a heavenly language that doesn't include the words, I can't or I won't. You just need to learn to walk on the tiptoes and walk with the anticipation and with a new expectation of life with Christ Jesus. This is that kind of a service. I wonder, do you believe that? And if you believe that, are you ready? to receive that in Jesus' name. Now, I pray the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back once again. God bless each of you.